Agad mga kapatid, mga kaibigan na magpatuloy tayo sa ating God's Word for Today devotional. At patuloy tayo sa 2 Kings chapter 6 verses 24 to 33 this morning. At basahin ko itong mga talata na ito. Pagkatapos nito, tinipon ni Binadad ang nahari ng Syria, ang kanyang buong hukbo. At sila'y umahon at kinukob ang Samaria. Nagkaroon ng malaking tagutom sa Samaria habang kanilang kinukubkob ito. Hanggang sa ang ulo ng isang asno ay ipinagbili sa lagang walampung siklo ng pilak. At ang ikaapat na bahagi ng isang takal ng dumi ng kalapati sa halagang limang siklo ng pilak. Habang ang hari ng Israel ay dumaraan sa ibabaw ng padayat, sumigaw ang isang babae sa kanya na nagsasabi, Saklulo, Panginoon ko, O hari, kanyang sinabi, Hindi, hayang sakluluhan ka ng Panginoon. Paano kita matutulungan? Mula sa giikan o sa ubasan? Ngunit tinanong siya ng hari, Ano ang iyong daing? Siya ay sumagot, Sinabi ng babaeng ito sa akin, Ibigay mo ang iyong anak, kakainin natin siya ngayon, at kakainin natin ang anak ko bukas. Kaya't niluto namin ang anak ko at kinain namin siya. Nang sumunod na araw, sinabi ko sa kanya, ibigay mo ang iyong anak upang makain natin siya. Ngunit kanyang ikinublik ang kanyang anak. Nang maririnig ng hari ang mga salita ng babae, kanyang pinunit ang kanyang suot, nagdaraan siya noon sa ibabaw ng pariyat. At ang taong bayan ay nakatingin at siya noon ay may suot na pangilalim na damit sa ako. At kanyang sinabi, Gawing gayon ng Diyos sa akin at lalo na kung ang ulo ni Elisyo na anak ni Shaphat ay manatili sa kanyang mga balikat sa araw na ito. Kaya ang hari ay nagsugo ng isang tao mula sa kanyang harapan. Noon si Elisyo ay nakaupo sa kanyang bahay at ang matatanda ay nakaupong kasama niya. Bago dumating ang sugo, sinabi ni Elisyo sa matatanda, Nagkikita ba ninyo kung paano ang anak ng mamamatay taong ito ay nagsugo ng isang tao upang pugutin ang aking ulo? Pagdating ng sugo, sarhan ninyo ang pintuan at hawakan ninyo ang pinto laban sa kanya. Di ba ang tunog ng mga paa ng kanyang painuna ay nasa paglikuran niya? Samantalang siya ay nakikipag-uusap sa kanila, dumating ang sugo at kanyang sinabi. Ang kasamaang ito mula sa painuna. Bakit pa ako'y maghintay sa Panginoon? We see here in this story the desperate king of Israel, King Jehoram. A story of desperation. Ang hari ng, Israel, ah, ng Syria, si Ben-Hadad, ay gumawa na naman ng pagsalakay sa Samaria. And these next seeds sa Samaria ay napaka-seryoso. It was more devastating and more destructive. Ang resulta ng kanilang pagsalakay uh, ng Samaria ay nagkaroon ng Samaria ng severe famine because they looted the place. So that ang ulo ng isang asno, ang ulo ng isang donkey, ay mabibili ng 80 pieces of silver or 80 shekels of silver and a quarter of cab of seed pods for five shekels. Now, let us remember na ang 
See, see Joseph in the past was only sold for 20 pieces of silver. As a slave, ito ang ulo ng donkey ay 80 shekels. So this must be a severe situation of inflation and famine. Mayroon ding binanggit dito sa storya natin na isang babae na he re she resorted to do the unthinkable. Hindi maisip natin na ginawa niya ito. She resorted to cannibalism na niluto niya ang kanyang sariling anak kasi nakasundo siya ng isang babae din na may anak that once you will be able to consume her own son kinabukasan ang kanyang anak na manlulutuin. But she complained that this woman, itinago niya ang kanyang anak when it was the time to eat her son also. This is really a very um, graphic description of how serious was the famine. Wala nila makain. Imagine, niluto nilang kanilang mga anak o lulutuin nilang kanilang mga anak. Makita natin na sa panahon ng kagipitan, physical hunger may overrule one's morality, right? Ang moralidad nila na how come that ang isang nanay ay lulutuin niya ang kanyang mga anak kasi po sobrang na silang gutom. This is really a, a perversion of the morals and the values sa mga tao because of so much hunger. Physical hardships had driven the people to neglect their moral values or spiritual values to do that. Unimaginable. And I think nakikita din natin ito sa ating panahon ngayon. There are people who are, who are driven by extreme hardships in life economically. Now they resorted to some vices or some measures na Hindi natin maisip, like for example, uh, parents who are really hard up. Bukod pa nga nagbibisyo ang parents, ibinibenta nila yung kanyang mga anak into prostitution when they are younger. Sila pa ang nagbibenta nito. And hindi natin maisip na magawa ito ng tao. But this is something nangyayari talaga in times of hardships. So when the king knew this, because he passed by and then narinig na ito from this woman, when he knew this predicament to the two mothers, he felt helpless. He said, if the Lord will not help you, how shall I help you? From the threshing floor or from the wine press? So, binanggit niya dito na kung Kailangan natin tulong, pero ang tulong na to ay galing talaga sa Panginoon. Only the Lord could provide your needs. And the king seemed to recognize this because he tore his clothes and he mourned and he wore sackcloth. This is an indication that he really fasted and mourned because of the situation. I think he did the right thing. Because this is the posture needed para pupakinggan siya ng Panginoon. But you know what was the problem? The king should have waited the Lord 
to answer the need of the people, but he became very impatient. His impatience had led him to blame Elisha. Thereby, he blamed God. He blamed Elisha for not taking action. And this is strange to somebody who invoked the name of God. Kaya nga, matanong natin, does the king believe that the prophet has in control of their own lives and their destinies? Parang kung nag-fast nga siya, he believe on God. Pero bakit po na ganito po yung sinasabi niya na biniblame niya yung prophet when in fact he wanted to kill or to cut the head of Elisha. By removing Elisha's head, would it solve the problem kung patayin niya si Elisha? So ganun po ang makikita natin sa isang disperado na leader who just resorted to blame blaming people, blaming others. Because he cannot believe on the God that this God is in control. In this time of pandemic, we just um, try to reflect this truth in this time of pandemic. Are we desperate as the King of Israel? Minsan, ganun po ang ating pinapakita. Pinopost natin sa social media, sa Facebook, complaining here and there, sa kung sino, because may mga sitwasyon sa ating bansa, sa ating paligid na it seems that it's out of control. Now, those who are in the authorities, managot manan sila sa Panginoon, and they, have, they are answerable to that. But do we believe that our God is in control? Katulad ba tayo sa hari na to, na he was so frustrated because of the silence and the inaction of God. Nagkikita ko na ganito din yung mga ginagawa ng mixed multitude during the time of Moses when he led the nation of Israel to the promised land through the wilderness. The mixed multitude did the same to Moses, di ba? When they were at the wilderness, they were trapped. Sa likuran nila were the pursuing armies of Pharaoh. Sa gilid ay mountains and desert. In front of them is the Red Sea. They were trapped. And because of this, biniblame nila si Moses. Sabi nila, Moses, you have brought us here because there are no graves in Egypt. So ang kanilang sinasabi ay hindi sila naniwala talaga that God is in control. And this is the reason why many Christians even today that they complain, they murmur because they think that God is not in control. Now that will happen to you and to me, my friends, with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Kung wala tayong panampalataya, God is in control. But let us always remember that God wants us to trust Him, not on our way of thinking, not on what we think. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, pinapayo ng Panginoon sa atin, through Solomon, trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Huwag tayo magpadala sa ating naiisip, frustrated tayo, disappointed tayo because God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. God is beyond comprehension. His ways are inscrutable in many ways. So let's just trust that the Lord is in control. Hindi po siya na hindi nakakita ng ating sitwasyon, nakakita siya. It's only that we cannot see what he has seen. But it does not mean that he is not in control. Manalangin tayo. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us not to follow the example of the king of Israel, that in desperation, Lord, he went into blaming and doubting your, your purposes and plan and your, your actions. And kami din, Panginoon, ay um, minsan nagkaroon ng ganun na attitude. We complain, we murmur, we become impatient. Lord, forgive us. Let it be that we will have that peace in our hearts because we trust in you. And do not lean on our own understanding. Salamat po Panginoon sa reminder sa umagang ito. Bless this to us and let it be that we will have that peace, that calmness in our hearts today because we know that you are always in control. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.